Blog Talk Radio. Going 
all across the airways and onto the web. Going to iTunes, going to Google Play, going to YouTube, going to Facebook. And you will find they talk to the people one way or the other. You will find updates, live up and coming information on the web, on YouTube, on Facebook, in the Facebook group. You'll find it there. You'll find action and activities from the host, Jay, speaking about Jay talking to the people. And you'll find the people, you all that are participating in this broadcast. If you go into your Facebook, there is some things about a post about the red pill, blue pill scenario. So I definitely recommend all of you reading that post and there may be some comments still up. I believe there were some folks that commented about that post about the red pill, blue pill. Blue pill. But again, welcome once back to the show. And if you do have the nerve, if you do have the spirit, the courage, you can definitely chime in at the phone number 773-897-6235. Or if you want to remain anonymous and unknown out of the public ear, then email to jtalkstothepeople at yahoo.com. Definitely terrific times we're in right now and this show I believe the correct word is serendipitous. If I'm pronouncing it right, if I got the correct word in place. Terrific times we're in right now in this show to be the medium for it, to be the platform of today's current events. Such a good episode last time with all of the guests that were on. I do thank all of you for being on that show and listening in. And the episode before that, Mr. Lucario, big thanks to you, brother. Hope you had a good turnout at that seminar that you had up in New York, the Big Apple. Hoorah for the Big Apple. By the way, check out Mr. Lucario on YouTube. There's some video content on YouTube about his platform, about his material and the bad boy membership surviving dodging tricks and the dating game as he called it so just think about it series think about it series we have different things that should have you to think about and to ruminate on things that you may have not thought about before, things that have you looking in a different perspective, different perspective of life. Asking questions to kind of get you going, taking your mind where it probably never has been before. I got one question for you all. What color is the sky? 
the sky is what? It's blue. It's blue even on a cloudy day. Blue on a cloudy day. <laughs> Guess it depends on what day it is. Depends on what date it is. So, Think About It series has just to look at things in a different light, in a different perspective. And as I said, it is good to look at things in a different perspective, not to be avoiding to be biased, avoiding to be closed-minded, narrow-minded, you know, looking at things on a grand scale, not just in a little box not even conventionally. Looking at things in a different light, looking at things, talking about logic, what the things that make sense. And that's kind of one of the ideas that I have for this show talking about things that make sense, talking about things that are beyond just how we feel, how we agree, how we disagree, how we have an emotion or have a belief or just have an opinion. But we're discussing things according to our five senses or whatever senses that we have, our perception. We're discussing things how they are in reality. What is compared to what isn't. You know, if I'm actually a man in this reality, then that's what I am, right? Regardless of how I feel now or in my mind. So I just noticed all throughout my years of life, I've just grown and developed, and I'm sure all of you have noticed these changes in yourself, in your mind, in your mindset, perception of things from maybe last year, maybe five years ago, to now a different perspective now, looking at things beyond face value. learning how to apply logic, rationality, going from your youth years to the future. And it may be a challenge to put forth a lot of critical, logical sound articulation and thinking or intellect and trying not to let emotions overcome us where we will what? Lose all control and do the wrong thing. If there is a such thing as right and wrong, I guess in what they call worldviews. Everyone has a different worldview, is that right? But yeah, in this program, thinking about it causes us to think about the end result, about the ultimate result of whatever we're doing. 
because as we look at our realities, we have cause and effect, we have do's and don'ts, we have laws, you know, and that's another thing. A lot of issues today in current events and politics, we're just talking about what our rights are. We have the right to this, have a right to that. So as long as we keep talking about rights, we're no longer talking about do's and don'ts. Or right and wrong, I should say. Whether it's right or wrong, if it's within the law, that's all there is to it. Maybe that's your definition of right and wrong, just by what Whatever the law is. We learn through trial and error. There's logic, there's principles, there's fundamentals. And eventually we get to the part in society where you just live and let live. Which side are you on? Whatever makes you happy, as long as you're not hurting anybody, there's no greater criteria than that. Or is it? Just posing the questions. Posing the questions. Should we embrace more facts than incorporate in our everyday lives? which can be called the wealth of truth for better optimal living in lieu of just what we think and feel. Think about it. We're all going to make mistakes, right? As long as those mistakes are outweighed by the good over the bad. You notice sometimes we look at things in the parameter of it's a good thing if something caused you little damage. If something caused you little damage, then it's not so bad. But that little damage still isn't any good. Correct or incorrect? They talk to the people. We'll be back in a moment. And we'll get into some audio clips. Just a moment. Sit tight. Again, this is Mrs. J. Talk to the People. The host, Jay had asked me to tell you all something. And that is to give thanks to all those who have stopped, took time to stop by and listen to Jay Talks to the People radio program. The program is an interaction-based platform for you guys and ladies, the people, to speak up and speak out. From current events to personal views to controversial matters, be part of this show, this new season, this new day. You know, it's more so about you feeling good about yourself, and then you're going to attract certain people. The problem is, is that we we um, 
it's, this is the thing. Instead of, like, if a guy sees a girl, he's like, I want that girl. And if I don't get that girl, then, you know, it sucks. You understand? It's not necessarily about that girl. It's about you being the type of man who can get women in general, women, period, because sometimes you might not get that girl because that girl is not going to be into you for whatever reason it is. You feel what I'm saying? So by focusing too much on that one particular girl, then you're really, like, messing things up for yourself. You understand? And then that's going to make you feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm a loser. I suck. Nobody likes me because you're putting all your eggs in that one basket. You're looking at her as a representation of, of women. You understand what I'm saying? Instead of understanding that, you know, she's just this one girl who, you know, isn't feeling you. And that's cool. That's okay. You understand what I'm saying? It is what it is. Hi, folks. Jay, the host here. Jay Talks to the People can be found on iTunes, Facebook, and YouTube, and so forth and so on. Want to learn more? Email Jay Talks to the People at yahoo.com. So I have a clip here between this group on YouTube called the Young Turks and a person by the name of Jared Taylor. I'm going to go ahead and get ready to play that conversation, and you can go ahead and just sit back and listen. Listen to each and every point that's made on both sides and come to the point where which one is more valid or which one just makes more sense to you or maybe just one that makes more feeling good to you. Just a quick thing in current events. We have Russia involved in the U.S. presidential election. That's the thing floating around in the news. Travel ban going on from the Trump administration. Finally deciding on that health care bill. Votes and put in on that. And I also learned about evidence of wiretapping in the Trump Towers. All of these things coming to the forefront. And of course, I assume all of you are in knowledge about the $38 million in taxes paid. Yes, indeed. The office, presidential office, government, paying on itself. $38 million in taxes. And of course, we got the North Carolina State Revisiting the transgender restroom law to repeal it. Good luck to them. And back to President Trump. Have Seattle. Seattle suing Trump over funds. Put in the mandate these states to enforce immigration laws. And same issue on the flip side. Mexico will be ending up paying for the border wall after the U.S. gets some of some type of reimbursement. Also, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Doggy Dogg against Trump. Tell me you've heard about that. Making a video depiction of some type of assassination, I believe, and with these reality shows, Mr. Albie Bach, 
course, that's not all he's known for, Schwarzenegger, challenging and retorting to Trump over this reality show, talking about credit rating. Schwarzenegger replaced Trump, taking over The Apprentice or whatever the name of the show series is called, and there was some feuding about who can do the better job. Neither man is backing down. One muscle and one money. So, so far, Trump is moving and acting fast to fulfill his policy. What do you all think? Should he slow down? Should he slow it up so not make any mistakes? Or is this what we've been waiting for for so long? And I guess the protesters knew this would happen or figured this, so that's why they went so hard in protesting. They knew their party was going to get cut short, I guess. Keep hope alive. Also, one thing I checked out before I get into this clip, would you pay $750 for a phone? How about $1,000? Would you take out a loan to purchase a phone? What does this tell you about today's commerce and inflation? Think about it. iPhone or an Android is like the price of those things is like somebody's rent money. Moreover, web privacy. This was in the news about reducing web privacy and vendors, insurance companies, or excuse me, internet companies, internet providers will be able to sell browser and user information that includes shopping searches and sites to market by looking at browsing history for the most visited sites that a user is on on the internet you can track users better and able to advertise more frequently. So there you have it, some current events there. Let's get into the clip of Jared Taylor, Young Turks. I'll let them take it away. Take it away. You're about to be in store for a very fun interview. We're talking to Jared Taylor. Jared Taylor graduated in 1973 from Yale University with a BA in philosophy. He is a self-assigned expert on race relations. He's the president of the New Century Foundation and the author of Paid with Good Intentions, The Value of Race Relations in Contemporary America. He, from time to time, describes himself as a racialist, which I thought was only a word that Ali G used, and a racial realist. We're about to find out what all of that is, but he's also written an article on immigration and uh, different uh, ethnicity composition of the U.S. and how it is changing and how it's going to affect the U.S. Jared, welcome to the audience. Thank you. I'm glad to be on the program. All right. Uh, this should be fun. Now, in 2042, we will find out that uh, America is going to become a majority-minority country, meaning that there will be more uh, what we call minorities now as opposed to what? Uh, you are apparently troubled. Imagine the situation reversed. Uh, imagine, for example, that hundreds of thousands of poor whites were pouring across the border into Mexico, 
insisting on instruction in English rather than Spanish and celebrating Fourth of July rather than Cinco de Mayo, buying up radio stations and newspapers and uh, broadcasting in English rather than Spanish, wanting voting papers are written in English rather than Spanish. And imagine that some of them were even muttering darkly about breaking off a chunk of northern Mexico and kicking out all the Mexicans and making it an all-white enclave. Do you think that uh, the Mexicans uh, would consider this a wonderful exercise in diversity and welcome it as cultural liberation? Well, Jared, I have a couple points to make about that. Those are interesting. Uh, I, you know, we don't have to use Mexico as an example because I can remember hundreds of thousands, millions of poor white people pouring into a country. That country was called America when the Irish and the Italians came let alone many other white ethnicities. And at the time, people said, oh, no, this is going to destroy a once great country. But it didn't. It made it stronger. Did that not do anything to convince you that perhaps immigration might not be such a bad idea? It depends largely on where it's from. Oh, often, oh yes. Don't forget. You say that you will tell me, and you're right, that uh, despite the great reservations about the Irish and Italians, uh, they integrated just fine. And after about three or four generations, it doesn't make any difference where you're from in Europe, but in terms of uh, college education, uh, household income, likelihood to marry outside of your original ethnicity, all those groups become indistinguishable. And people will say, okay, that means that the Haitians, the Guatemalans coming in now will be no different. That overlooks one very important thing, and that's what makes people uncomfortable, namely race. There were two racial groups here long before the ethnic showed up at the turn of the 19th 20th century, American Indians and blacks who are still not integrated in the way that the European ethics did. Therefore, it's false to assume that just what happened to the Italians is the same thing that's going to happen to Guatemalans. All right, so let me try to understand that. You're saying that, uh, yeah, the Irish and the Italians and the Polish and the Germans, they all came in, but they were white. Okay, that's so right. we all integrated fine because white people rock. Uh, but well, only, no, no, no. It's because race is one of the most serious fault lines in any society. You will find that attempts to assimilate will generally work if they cross racial lines so long as language enclaves don't develop to the extent they do, say, in Quebec and Canada. If you have a very substantial language enclave, you do not get assimilation across language lines. Race is a very, very difficult thing wherever you look anywhere in the world. All right, so let me try to understand that. In America, we have been assimilating different races for centuries now, including blacks, Latinos, Asians, etc. Are you saying America failed? I, I thought we were a shining success, a light onto the world. Why is it? Why is it that there's no school in America that passes what's called the lunchroom litmus test? In other words, it's all very well to have people who are Hispanic, Asians, white, blacks go to the same school, but they sort themselves out into very clearly racially demarcated groups as soon as they get the chance. We are required to be racially integrated in terms of the workplace, in terms of our schools, but when Americans are left to their own devices, for example, if they go to church, in the United States today, more than 95% of church congregations are at least 80% one race. That's because in their own decisions, when they're left to their own devices, people do not want diversity. People are far more comfortable with people exactly like them. All right, Jerry, let me explain a couple of ways that you're wrong. Uh, number one, uh, well, well, first of all, explain how my facts are wrong. I, I'm going to tell you, you just said that uh, in almost every school, I, I thought maybe you even said in every school in the country, or people are, virtually every school in the country, 
that segregate the long race line. That has not been my experience at all. I understand that some are, okay? I, I'm being a racial realist there, if you will, right? But I've gone to many schools, including my own, where that was not the case. I went to a school in New Jersey where we had Asians, Indians, Koreans, uh, Jewish, white, black, everybody sat in the same lunch table. Oh. And you know what? Here at the Young Turks, we have a Latino, we have an Armenian, we have a Turk, we have a white guy, we have a Jew, we have a black, and we all work together. It's crazy. Let me ask you this. Hold on, hold on. Let me finish. All right, let me get back to this. So let me get to the question. Now, whether we mix, as we do here at the Young Turks or in my high school, or, or whether we don't mix, this some of the examples you point out. Either way, diversity has only strengthened America. The results of, as they would say, the poop is in the pudding. America has been the number one superpower, and it's still the number one superpower. So how, you know, you guys always talk about this, 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 this integration of society, because the races don't mix. First of all, they do mix. Second of all, you know, they didn't, we still win, because we have that diversity. Tell me, tell me, at what point in America's history was it the most dominant power? At one point in America's history, did it have the world's largest proportion of industrial and economic might? Tell me, when was that? All right, well, let me tell you. It was, it was in 1945. No, no, no. In 1945, we were still 20 years away from abolishing a system, an immigration system that was designed specifically to keep the country majority twice. Jerry, do you this tell us? Let's be factual here. Well, I'm trying to be factual. Jerry, let me ask you a question. No, let me ask you a question, okay? Do you purposely twist the facts or twist not the facts? facts? Let me explain something to you. Do you, think, do you not realize that we had the highest percentage of wealth in the world in 1945 because Europe and Asia were decimated by World War II? Or do you ignore that fact on purpose? And do you ignore the fact that we... We were the number one superpower, and after uh, demolishing the Soviet Union, in fact, our height was in the 1990s, until, of course, Bush came. And those facts are conveniently ignored by you. Did we or did we not have the highest percentage in 1945 because the rest of the world was destroyed? Do you understand that, that fact? <laughs> you know, if you stop shouting and listening, you might learn something. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it, Mr. Racialist. The fact is, Mr. What did you call it? Racialist. You, you call Mr. yourself racialist. Yeah. All right, let me ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. All right, let me ask you a couple of questions. 
right. So you say uh, we wouldn't have any race riots if we didn't have any different race. Well, I suppose that's true. Should this, does that mean we should do some ethnic cleansing? And of get course rid- not. Because the Germans wouldn't have had any problems with the Jews if they had just finished, you know, what was happening in World War II. They wouldn't have had any problem with the Jews, right? Because there wouldn't be any. My point is, by adding more ingredients, more fault lines, we are only brewing trouble. We never had a black and Mexican race riot until we had large populations of Mexicans. If we, we never had the Mexicans out, we never would have had this problem with the person. But we did have race riots before the Mexicans came in. Could that have been because we had slavery and then impoverished, impoverished the African-American population here? Or did that have nothing to do with it? It was just the blacks going crazy. You have race riots in Britain. You have race riots in Canada. The history of blacks in those countries is radically different from the history of blacks in the United States. And you still have precisely the same problem of any kind of multiracial society, namely conflict and tension. Part of human nature, if you look around the world, those places where people are most diligently killing each other are precisely those places where diverse populations are trying to share the same territory. Whether Alright folks, is that a little taste of Mr. Jared Taylor and Zink at the Young Turks? Winding up the show here, or winding down, whichever way you like to go, we're on the way out. A little quick service announcements, and be back in just a moment. It's tight. You know, it's more so about you feeling good about yourself, and then you're going to attract certain people. The problem is, is that we, we, um, this is the thing, instead of, like, if a guy sees a girl, he's like, I want that girl, and if I don't get that girl then, you know, it sucks. You understand? It's not necessarily about that girl. It's about you being the type of man who can get women in general, women, period, because sometimes you might not get that girl because that girl is not going to be into you for whatever reason it is. You feel what I'm saying? So by focusing too much on that one particular girl, then you're really, like, messing things up for yourself. You understand? And then that's going to make you feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm a loser, I suck, and nobody likes me, because you're putting all your eggs in that one basket. You're looking at her as a representation of, of women. You understand what I'm saying? Instead of understanding that, you know, she's just this one girl who, you know, isn't feeling you, and that's cool, that's okay. You understand what I'm saying? It is what it is. Again, this is Mrs. J Talk to the People. The host Jay had asked me to tell you all something. And that is to give thanks to all those who have stopped, took time to stop by and listen to Jay Talk to the People radio program. The program is an interaction-based platform for you guys and ladies, the people, to speak up and speak out. From current events to personal views to controversial matters, be part of this show, this new season, this new day. Diversity of religion race, language, or nationality. So, Jared, I want to understand. Tension, not of strength. No, I want to understand your vision of the world, okay, because apparently you don't believe in our vision of America where we all come together and we we'll live together. So how does your vision work? We all go into our separate enclaves, and we say, all right, this is white America, and presumably we either kick people out or I don't know what we do with them, but they all go to their separate countries, and they don't let anybody else into their countries, and nobody ever mixes, and then everything is rock and roll. Is that, is that the vision? I have only recommended two policies to the United States. One is to stop immigration. We don't need more people. We already have 300 million people in this country. When's the last time you were driving down the road and you said to yourself, gosh, there's just not enough cars on the highway. I wish there were more. When I drove across the country. Oh, you wish wish to see more and more cars, I'm sure. Well, you're the only one in America who feels that way, believe me. 
We have 300 million people. The Census Bureau is telling us if current immigration continues, by the year 2050, we'll have 450 million people. Another 150 million people. We're trying to talk seriously about energy independence, for example. We're trying to talk seriously about environmental protection. How is that going to be helped by another 150 million people? So for a host of reasons, I would stop immigration right where it is. The other thing that I would say, the only other policy advocate, advocate I would be, is to eliminate all anti-discrimination laws. I believe in complete freedom of association. And if you wish to associate only with red-headed duck, duck hunters, that should be your right. If you're a private employer, you should have the, the, the employee people that, uh, that suit you the best. So let me understand that, Jared. If Greyhound bus says, hey, listen, uh, we wish to have black people sit on the back of the bus, that's a-okay. No. If you are a monopoly supplier, you have no right to discriminate. If you are the monopoly electric company, no, you don't have the right to say, well, we're going to uh, sell electricity only to right-handed people. But if you are a private individual, just as you have the right to choose your own spouse for good reasons, bad reasons, or no reasons at all, if you are a private employer, you should have the right to choose your employees for good reasons, bad reasons, no reasons at all. If they turn out to be good workers, so much the better for you. If, right. uh, if because of irrational discrimination, you hire only Asians, for example, it turns out Asians can't do the job, your company will fail. But you should have the right to, to, to discriminate. All right. So uh, we're talking to Jared Taylor. And I want to ask you about, you know, whether I disagree with that is a, a different, different question than I do, but I don't want to get into all of that. But you, you mentioned that you, we should have these races, as, as far as I can tell, separate. But no, those two things... I just told you. I just told you. No, because you were saying that once we put the Mexicans and the blacks together, they have race rights. Once we put the whites and the blacks together, we have race rights. So we should stop. Why don't we hate? Why can't we do it the other way? If in 2042 the minorities are going to be the majority, why can't we stop white folks from coming into the country? We could. I, I, I just told you. I want to stop everyone from coming into the country. In fact, when we have a majority non-white in this country, it's entirely possible that by that point they will be able to pass through legislation that will uh, all provide for financial compensation for slavery and financial compensation for invasion of the, of the Continue. 
been Europeans for 40,000 years. So we like it that way. I don't, I'd be very surprised if my children decided to marry outside of their race. I'd so be surprised, too, if they it's grew up in your household. Uh, so, Jared, let me ask you this yeah. uh, question. Sure. We also have this quote from you. Uh, quote, there is no scale on which racial differences can all be ranked so as to draw across-the-board conclusions about racial superiority or inferiority. That sounds pretty good. But, quote, it is certainly true that in some important traits, intelligence, law-abidingness, sexual restraint, academic performance, resistance to disease, whites can be considered, considered superior to blacks. At the same time, in exactly these same traits, North Asians appear to be superior to whites. Do you really believe it? Well, why would you not believe that? That's where all the evidence points. All of the evidence, all of the evidence buttresses those positions. There's overwhelming evidence for that. Why would you, looking around the world today as we see it, why would you think for a moment that Haitians or Australian Aborigines, on average, are as intelligent as Japanese? Why would you think that? There's no evidence for it whatsoever. Jared, can you really be this stupid?